What up, y'all? It's Jesse here, aka Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get into it, y'all. Yo, what's going on, y'all? I'm here back at another episode on Christ Convo, and I have another guest with me. Now, this person has never been on my podcast before, but this is my boy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we've known each other for about a year and a half or something like that. Um, he goes to my church, um, and he is a musician at my church, and his name is Ron. It's my boy, Ron. What's up, bro? Say something what to up, What up to the peoples? Glad to be here. It's an honor. What should they know about you? What should they know? Oh, man. Um, for one, I'm a Jesus lover, bro. Uh, I'm a music lover. That's my gift. That's my call. Um, and um, I don't know, bro. I just live a pretty simple life. But it, the, the way the story is told for uh, being a musician, it didn't fully start out that way. Yeah. You know what I'm like, um, so we're going to be very like blunt and transparent and... This next thing that I'm about to say is like probably going to offend a lot of people, but it's okay. Um, but the reason why I have Ron on here is because Ron is actually saved and is a musician simultaneously. Yes. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's not available in the body of Christ, but I think it's it's very, for me at least, with my experiences and what I've seen growing up in church, it is very um, admirable to see somebody who's a musician or a levite rather have you will and like truly deciding to live for god like beyond the gift beyond the talent of being able to play an instrument and so um really this purpose of this podcast is to really just pick ron's brain and to just hear what he has to say as somebody who's like a gift to the church um i think from what i've seen like growing up in church and you tell me if i'm wrong i've seen so many musicians bro just go through the motions like yeah and they yeah. they play sunday after sunday mm-hmm. and it seems like revival <laughs> or breakthrough hits the church except them yeah you, you definitely can miss out on a lot um you get used to just like you said just playing the service um especially if you're at a church that does multiple services it, it can be draining like it can leave you with literally nothing you know you're tired by the end of the day i mean it's just starting the day you can be tired because you yeah. don't get sleep the night before, depending on what you do, you know, during the week. So it's it's a lot that you can miss out on, just, yeah. you know, serving in that capacity. Yeah, you said earlier that, um, you know, you're a musician and a Jesus lover, but it didn't always start out, start out that way. So yeah. what was, um, and y'all excuse us because there's a plane going Ooh. above the sky, right? Not above the sky, above the... <laughs> Jesus, we, we that high, huh? Um, but there's a plane going above us because we're in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Puerto Rico, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it didn't always start out that way for you. So what what was the beginning of Ron's story? Dude, so I started, um, for one, I, I, I definitely recognized and those around me recognized it was a gift that I had um, starting to play um, and just grow close to music um i could pick up on different things i would spend hours listening to music um my parents sung in the church uh pretty much my whole family sings um but like i started i started i actually started on saxophone oh word. Um, yeah yeah i used um, to play alto too word yeah. I, played, I played alto um i was in a band from elementary school to all the way up to middle school i was in a full band wow <laughs> Excuse me, that's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I was in a band, um, the ensemble at my church. Like, it was mm-hmm. a full section. But uh, And those were the sweet moments that were so innocent, so pure to me. Um, because of the gift, I was just exploring. I was yeah. exploring the music world. I was exploring the church. Um, we uh, we pretty much, we wasn't forced, but like you had to do something in church. Um, yeah. Whether it was ushering or, you know. Had to serve. Yeah, you had to serve. You definitely had to serve. So I was put in that position from school to church, just playing in the ensemble. Um, and I, I say those are like my purest and sweetest moments because of just the curiosity and just being able to um, explore the world of music being used in different ways. I would do from solos to 
Um, just playing in the full set of the ensemble mm-hmm. to like just special moments within the service. Playing before my father preached because he's a preacher, so oh, word. I would get up and play there, and and I just followed that. I don't know that passion that I had. It wasn't it wasn't really taught to me until mm-hmm. later on. I'm sure we talk about it, but yeah, <clears throat> that passion that was in me um, um, to just you know just create create what I heard. Mm. I didn't really understand why my ear was so sensitive to music and how I understood it, but yeah, you know that's really how I started. So when did you, for you, find out like okay, I could play? Well, the alto. First off, yeah. that's dope because yeah. I I used to play that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't picked it up in a while, but that's like a dope instrument. Um, just for real. Um, crazy. But when did you know with your ability to play instruments or your ability to like be in tune with music when did you come to the realization what was the moment where you said dang this is a gift from god like god gave me this Hmm. i would say um if i can remember the age maybe i would say i'm like 12 or 13 right and so i said i played in the ensemble and we did solo so we actually had full-blown recitals like musicals at my church and so i would get to this place i would play don't we would have rehearsals a certain amount of rehearsals after Mm -hmm. church um leading up to the 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 actual musical and i would play all around the church in the parking lot i wanted to hear how i sounded like Mm -hmm. i was captivated by sound um literally and i was like this does something to me like listening to myself listening to you know the sounds how they resonate in different areas different rooms and so i knew then i was picking up on the sensitivity of, and frequencies of sound and what it does to you mm-hmm. um and i always stayed close to how my tone was not trying to really critique myself but just hone into what i'm trying to say because yeah music is very expressive and, yeah. and you got an instrument like alto or a woodwind instrument yeah it's literally. I mean, every every instrument you play, that is your expression of expression of who you are and how you play it. Because we can play the same thing and sound differently. Yeah. And so, but I take woodwind for example because it uses your own breath. Yeah. I, it took everything. You know, it became a part of me. Like mm. so, the breathing and, and just pushing it and how I, you know, uh, slurred certain notes and everything. So I'm like, okay, and just going through the technical things of that. And so, leading up to these recitals, going back to that, it was like I would have moments in rehearsal to where I'm playing. I'm playing my part. Nobody's there. Like, everybody's there in the rehearsal. But then, in my mind, in my sphere, where I'm at, it's like I'm in. I'm literally in the presence. Like, I'm in an atmosphere, a bubble that nobody else mattered around me. And I, and I, and I recognize it now to be worship. Like, really, that mm-hmm. place to where I wanted to express what was inside of me. And so, um, by the time I'm getting through, like, I, I used to always make us play Praise is What I Do. Mm. And I, by the time I get to, like, the end, uh, uh, the ending of that song, like, everybody's just quiet. Some people are in tears. This is rehearsal. And um, we were big on just staying within, like, we're live. Like, this is... Act as if we're in this service. Act as if, you know, you're ministering now in front of the congregation. So we're always in that moment. So I was just, like, in this place by myself and noticing that, like, I didn't feel anything but what I was, you know, expressing. And so people, the room was quiet. The room was quiet. And by the time I was done, I felt tears. You know, I would cry sometimes when I played. So I was just like, this is something more than just me picking up something and that plane is that plane <laughs> another plane, plane y'all we right by the airport too. literally but yeah um I, I i said at that moment i said god you're really doing something through me because not only can i be at a place where it's very intimate and personal but other people around me around me are affected by what's happening yeah and you kind of you kind of you felt that silence like that intimacy yeah you know, like so you would say like god allowed you sometimes to bring people into where you were at yeah like in your space with god yeah so it's like you were focused on god and you weren't really too um you weren't too engaged with the people around you because you were just in such a mode but it's like because of what was coming out of you they came in it like they came they came into that atmosphere of praise or worship and felt the presence of god to the same magnitude and degree that you did um 
And I think even as well, like, that just shows the fact that, like, ministering on an instrument is the same way as, like, ministering, like, if you preach or, like, if you, you know, prophesy or if you, any form of ministry, it's all under the use of the Holy Spirit because at the end of the day, you can literally pull somebody into something. Absolutely. Um, regardless of like whether if it's by instrument, dance, painting, photography, like or preaching or whatever have you will. Um, so what are the types of things, at least with where you were then versus who you are now? Like you've been playing for a long time, you long know what time. I'm saying? I so say, I would say keys about 12, no, 11 years and like sax. I put down when I picked up the keys. But yeah. That was like I had ten plus years before Jesus. I even did that. So what do you feel like you've picked up? Like what what do you feel like is different from this Ron today? Like Ooh. when it comes to like being a musician versus the Ron back then? Well, the spiritual maturity and capacity, like mm-hmm. how I've been expanded to not only just handle um like where I come from, more of the Pentecostal style and um traditional style, but then you have contemporary like CCM like styles just different atmospheres yeah stepping into these places and like getting past the fear because and I, I can get back to that too where those moments i had no fear i remember you know that that purity and just where what i was what i was like aiming for um as far as like um expressing myself and ministering to others like i picked up on fear at the um a certain time in my life, like I, I picked up on a, a, a little fear um because I started to get um overwhelmed by the atmosphere and okay. the crowd. And so like now I would say definitely coming to my church now, Nova Hub, shout out. Shout you out, know? you know what I'm saying? Um it is definitely and you know we have intense worship and <laughs> intense yeah. prayer. Everything is intense, it's yeah. on a thousand. And we do have we have intimate settings too, but even there the sensitivity and where you have to be um, is definitely like you have to hone in and be focused. And it takes maturity because I've, I've learned through the years, too. It didn't really matter how skilled I became if I didn't carry a certain sensitivity and um, just consideration of where I'm at. I could play all the chords, the notes, the runs, and everything fancy and still miss it. Yeah. Still miss who I'm supposed to be accompanying as, uh, as a singer or worship leader, missing the preacher to like, you know, help him and push him. Like, definitely I am at that place to where God has taught me um, to listen to him as, as he guides me through a service, a whole service to make sure that there's, there's, um, I would say just a filter through the sound of like how people can hear and listen and it makes it a lot easier for the the preacher to get the message through and then for the listener to like they can follow they can follow the melodies or the paths or the strings whatever I'm playing at the moment you yeah. really like you get drawn in yeah. to the message and it's all coming together you know so just that maturity in that yeah would you say like it being a musician sometimes like puts you in a place to where you have no choice but to lean in on the Holy Spirit because it's like when you're in the moment in service and, and you correct me if I'm wrong but like mm-hmm. say if Prophet Jordan is preaching and you're in the moment in service like you can't ask anybody else what you need to do like the only person that you need to ask and as a keyboard is like you're leading right if yeah. I'm not mistaken uh-huh. so like you're leading all the other instruments mm-hmm. and so like it's literally up to you to know God for yourself and to know his voice for yourself to say okay Lord this is how me and all the other musicians need to flow in this moment right a- absolutely it's, it's like that uh, your lifestyle what you do prior to the service mm-hmm. during the week is it's very important. I'm glad. I didn't get it at first, but I'm glad I heard it that what I do outside of my instrument will will matter much more than what I do on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I heard that, though I did not take it all in, you know, yeah. um, because of the maturity and discipline I, I lack. Um, I do remember those words at moments where I felt like I felt. I felt as a musician, I felt, I, I, as we call it, we went down in flames. All the musicians know you go down in flames, uh, you slummed it. Like, we have all our slogan, yeah, slang that slurred, we say, yeah, like, you, you definitely went down. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a lot of moments where I went down. Um, and it's not necessarily that I wasn't prepared. Mm. Like, 
I would practice and, and stay up all night or all through the week. I would go over everything and then I get to the service. And because of what I did, you know, the, the following day before, you know, Sunday, I'm like the thoughts, the memories, everything just comes up. I mean, what's in my system comes up. Yeah. Like, and, and so like I lost <laughs> everything literally that I felt I put in to prepare myself. So mm-hmm. it's like, man, I had to, I had to really um, work on my lifestyle. And 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 it it showed itself like when it was time to be in those like I say those atmospheres where you have to be sensitive and you don't get to ask nobody and and it it looks kind of crazy to just be like hey what do I you know what do you want you really have to be a leader and take charge and yeah. and, and make sure that you carry the sound you carry the service you're literally carrying the service mm. that's what it becomes <laughs> yeah. yeah do you feel like um. In regards to being a musician, that sometimes you have you yourself have been overlooked in regards to what was going on in your heart and your soul and the condition of who Ron the man was. Woo. Yeah. Um, I would say like, man, I have to take some responsibility for that because mm. I'll start on the other side, like with others, you know, those around you, um, your church family and your leaders and everything. Uh, it may not be pers- uh, like um, purposeful or like uh, intentional that they do it, but they have so many things going on. Um, and it's so much thrown at you as a musician that, you know, it's kind of like start the service. I, I'm, I'm responsible to set the atmosphere. I was always taught to do that, come yeah. in and, and really set the atmosphere um, and play all the way through service, back of the preacher, benediction, and we out. And so, I don't, you know, not to put nobody out there, it's just like that extra, you know, encouragement, that extra love that you need because, um, you know, you may not have been able to focus on the word uh, or anything else. Really, like you really had to give it your all during the service. It's just like those moments afterwards. You just sometimes you just miss it, especially if you're a, a musician that um, you don't you don't normally play at your home church. You're kind of like one of those musicians you don't pay roll and mm-hmm. and it's just you know it's business, you know. And so like you get your check and you roll out. So that's definitely you get missed out, but. I stayed at my home church for a long time before I left. And so I would say there were moments where um, I would say the other musicians in our ensemble and our music department, they they pitched in for the most part um, to just like they gave out awards, most improved musicians and everything like they we, we had we had a couple of things, but you really can honestly get overlooked very easily. And and going back to my responsibility of it. I would say that you hide. You begin to mm. hide. It's so easy to just hide uh, behind the instrument, and you know how to. You learn. I've learned personally how to. You know, duck. You know, when it's time to talk, it's just like yeah. oh, I gotta go. And I, sometimes I even say I got another service. I don't got another service. <laughs> I just want to go. You know, like and so you stay within. You know, arms reach of everybody else. You know, literally arms reach uh, as far as they can get it above the organ or around the keyboard and Mm. and that you know and and it becomes comfortable and so but you don't you don't understand that you're missing out on fellowship you listen you're missing out on love that you need from your this is your family supposed to be um this is your home if that's your Mm. home church um and so it just becomes a place where you just go to literally have a conversation um maybe with the musicians around you if if you know your walk isn't as intimate with god as, as far concerning your gift Maybe, you know, you have a conversation with the musicians. As far as I'm speaking, conversation, I'm meaning like just playing with your band. That's what we call it. Like, it's literally a language. Yeah. And so you get to jam out with your homies and, and you go home. Or you hang out afterwards and then that's the fellowship. But if we can get into that, it's like that's not always the right fellowship, mm-hmm. you know. Because as soon as we get off those instruments, as soon as we hit a bump, as soon as, you know, um, we, we, we get our worship moments in after the service, you know, what are we doing to really... Um, let these things sink in you know is our lifestyle matching up to what we are portraying as musicians mm. and so you just <laughs> I don't know people just get used to seeing you on that instrument mm. and you're going incognito afterwards you know wow. <laughs> um, 
So you would say something that musicians need is, especially like if they're playing for their church, mm-hmm. they need community just like everybody else. It's, it's very important. Because those times where you miss out on the fellowship, you, I, I hate to use the word, but you get kind of weird, like socially awkward. That's why you can have some of the best musicians um, that, that on their instruments, they are like, top tier on what they do as mm-hmm. soon as they get off their instruments the words like they can't even complete sentences or they can't mm-hmm. hang with anybody and you've seen this oh man plenty of times I, I mean I didn't want to ever be like that but sometimes I became that you know I'm mm-hmm. just like I know I can talk like there was different settings where you know more of my playful my playful side or what I do just come out but other than that like I would um, I would definitely become that like just silent and you don't you don't realize the doors you have opened um, even while playing. You think you just walk away from even if even if you're living a certain lifestyle um, outside of church. You think you're just gonna walk away after you ushered the presence in, um, after you had the responsibility to carry you know the service, after you had the responsibility of pushing the message. You think you just walk away and you don't you don't you're not you're not in your own warfare or like spiritual battle you mm-hmm. know and what you are because the sensitivity that you deal with um that's how we tend to fall because um music literally taps into a place spiritually like physically mentally with um you can get addicted to the feeling of it um yeah it's like a really open sensitive feeling that's all i can like really describe yeah. it and so <laughs> you're left open to a lot of things yeah and so if you don't, if you're not careful, um, you play and go. Whatever that next experience is after that, it can be it can be multiplied like um, because of how open you are. And so you used to be that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. yeah, honestly. So what happened with you that said I can't be like this no more? Like what Man. was the what was the final straw for you that said, I can't be a musician like this? Something got to change. Mm. I would say, um, thank God that I didn't go too far out mm-hmm. there. Um, but I did get far enough. And conviction was always on me. Wow. Um, the Holy Spirit always convicted me heavily. I, I was so angry for so long because I'm like, um, the communication the community I was in and, and and other musicians around me, it just seemed so easy for them. Like, it just seemed like they just, they do it and they good. You know, like, I'm talking about straight go in for hours and we get out and we're doing a whole nother, it's like, you on, we, we on a whole nother vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like, whether it's something getting passed around or who we meeting up, you know, the link ups is crazy. Like, I'm just like, is this the same crew that was just, that was just playing for the, you know, yeah. under the glory? And, you know, I'm just like, wow. So, and I would partake in those times when I did, I was just like, conviction just took me over. I was just like, I know better. Yeah. God's just like, I need you to do more than just this. That's why I didn't want you to just make it about an instrument. It's not about an instrument. It's really about your posture towards me that will be effective um, not only to yourself, but who I have you to minister, where I have you to go. You're not going to be able to sustain everything that you're taking. You know, you're taking in the places you go, like the the temptations, they grow. They grow. The the platforms and, and who you go around you won't be able to control it. Mm. I can bet you, you won't. And so, like, when I it definitely when I got to a place where I couldn't, I couldn't feel that pureness anymore. I couldn't. I didn't get that. It wasn't just like a dose of, like as as far as something I can just get addicted to. Um, it was it was just that pureness and that that intimacy. It started to leave. Wow. Even if that's why I said the skills would get me there, but it was just like. The anointing. Where, yeah, where's the anointing at? <laughs> where's the oil at? Like, and and I started to miss. I was like, it, but it felt scary. It felt. It felt. Ooh. I felt. That's when the fear. That's when I, going back to that moment. That's when fear came the in. Fear I'm getting was, chilled now. Yeah. Like it really affected me because I'm like I, I felt like I could die in this spiritually first, and then just physically everything started to go down. You know, bro. I remember <laughs> one time, and I remember one time, bro. I. uh 
for me, something that I do consistently, if you guys know me, um, if you follow me on Instagram, something I do consistently is I pray. Like, um, I, I lead intercession. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you do. Um, <laughs> I pray consistently. Bro, I remember, and I, I've, ne- I've never told this story, but I'm, I'm unashamed. Mm-hmm. I remember, bro, this is when I was in college. Um, I was in a relationship, and um, me and the person I was in a relationship, um, we had sex the night before <laughs> that I, uh, we had sex the night before I was getting ready to pray. And I remember I was so scared that um, the person was pregnant that I remember I literally went to Walmart at like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or something like that um, to get a plan B. Mm. And I remember uh, this one this one dude who was like a little younger than me, he looked up to me in the faith. And I remember the next day, she... Uh, the person she didn't take the plan B until the day after, but um, the next day, that same night, I had to lead intercession in front of the entire church, in in front of the entire church service. And so, bro, here I am praying at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night, knowing good and well that I didn't just had sex with my girlfriend on a Monday night and ended up driving at 4 a.m that same Tuesday to go to Walmart to pick up a plan B. And mind you, me and this person, we were we were falling into sexual sin for a while. Like it was like a consistent thing. And um I remember I literally took this uh old boy who I told you looked up to me in the faith. I remember I took him to uh the dorm room, her dorm room, and he was there with us and we ended up confessing it to him and we told him that and um like we showed him the plan b pill and we told him that and like you know he didn't he didn't look at it as much of a big deal but i think the fear of the lord gripped me so hard because he looked at me as a role model so part of me sometimes looks back at that situation and wonders like you know praise god he's with the lord now but like in the moment did he think that that kind of did he think that that kind of lifestyle was okay and so that was a similar situation that hit me, bro. Like, cause I prayed and God moved. Like people were touched. People move. were coming up. People were coming up to me saying like, oh my gosh, like you blessed me. Like, thank you so much for praying. Like you spoke to my heart. You spoke to my situation. And here I am going back to my college campus, bro. Like, and mind Damn. you, like, my, my, my pastor didn't know. Like I didn't tell him that. Like my pastor at the time, like he didn't know any of that. And like, the fear of the Lord like was really gripping me and I was just like Jesse like you had to and this is what's wild is like this was after I really like came out of the world and chose to give my life to yeah. Christ for real mm-hmm. and I was like I could like I could live this life and really go about my day or my life or my weeks as if nothing is happening you know what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and that's the scary part is when you begin to include these kinds of habits there go another plane you get (laughs) you begin to include these kind of habits bro and just look at them as if they're second nature or like Mm -hmm. they're just to add on to your life and there's like a lack of conviction or a, a a lack of desire to confront these things and to say these things should not be so i definitely understand bro like having a gift and like being called and God's still moving, even though you are in the midst of full-blown sin. Full-blown. I'm in there. I'm deep in there. Yeah. <laughs> that situation, you, you you said, like, bro, certain people know this, but, like, it had um, came out a story about me, what I did in my teens, you know, early teens. Well, late, I was about 17. I got caught up in a sexual act. I was doing outside, uh, not outside, but actually in a in a, in a mall area. Bro, I was wilding. Wow. Know, I, I was deep in lust and perversion yeah, and a lot too. of things. And um, this particular thing, I could not get away. This this was another thing. I would get caught. I would get caught. You know, consistently. Like, yes, you like. Wow. It's like you know, I'm the one. That's why. So that's that's a double anger on me. Not only I can't get with away the conviction, but like I'm getting caught too, like bro. And I thought I was pre- I thought I was pretty sneaky, but like this particular time when I got caught doing, mm. I had to go to the police station. 
Wow. <laughs> when my parents had to pick me up. Um, and that was the worst car ride home and the worst conversation I had to have with my parents when I got home. And so it didn't stop there. That's when I mean, when I came up, um, if if what you did was very loud and known, you had to get sat down. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I got sat down and I had to sit in the front and still be engaged. Bro, that was the worst experience experience of my life i was just like this is bad like i have to and i i have to change i have to change and i would say i still appreciate it honestly because mm-hmm. it, it taught me respect um and i'm glad i went through that experience because i still wanted to do that i still wanted to minister i still wanted to play um and i said well if this is the type of consequences i'm gonna have and um i knew that god wasn't pleased from the beginning then I want to turn this around because I don't like this feeling of not. Um, I didn't feel left out, but I just didn't feel like I was in place. I feel yeah. like it, it was what what God wanted to do in me was now missing because of what what you my, what I chose to do. And you know, He's kind of sitting there. You know, God is sitting on me like I still love you. You know, yeah. I love you the same. Nothing changed, but this is the reason why I want you to be clean. Mm. I want you to be pure because this this is on this level. I, I, I promise you, I'm going to take you to places that I want you to be, but like with your hands, like mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and your heart and how you posture it. Like I'm telling you, the things that are set up out there and, and they're going to be the ones that are going to be the face of of like where you want to go. And they're going to be involved as well. And, and the things that I don't want you involved in. And so you don't know how I'm going to use you to turn them around, the musicians they have around you. Like, you don't know where I'm going to take you just yet. I'm going to give it to you. But it's certain things that I want you to keep pure. Wow. And so I'm just like, you know, these are conversations that I'm having with God. I'm just like, I mean, as simple as why, though. You know, it's just like, (laughs) it's like, oh, well, I mean, I could either find out myself, you know, the hard way. Or just be obedient. I said, well, um, I think I'm choosing obedience because just just the fear that was was attacking me um, when the anointing left, when I, I I felt like the power was gone, the strength that I needed was gone, yeah. that actual push I was gone. I said, like, I don't like this. Yeah. I feel weak in what I'm doing, and I, and I love it too yeah. much to just feel this way. I I wow. <laughs> I I'm thinking of the scripture where um you were like you felt out of place. Um, and I'm thinking of the scripture that says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Mm-hmm. He that have it clean hands and a pure heart. Yep. And so even how you were talking about, like, God was trying to use you, like, on the level that you were at, like, which is not where you are now. Like, you've grown and he's taking you so many places. And this actually ties into something else that I wanted to get into with you. But, um, like, as even as, like, God expands you, like who shall ascend like who shall rise who shall go higher mm-hmm. those who have clean hands and a pure heart and like one thing i know about god is like he's so merciful yep. um but there will be times like where he will let you rise to the hill with with filthy hands and mm-hmm. a filthy heart and so like the fact that he even kept you from doing that like shows his mercy because when you're on the hill it's easier for people to see you and mm-hmm. it's easier for you to be exposed i know like that situation happened like with um with your name probably being dragged through the mud. Here come another plane, bro. Yeah, people Puerto are flying Rico. out, man. Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico, crazy. Puerto Rican, crazy. <laughs> um, but I know your name was probably dragged through the mud and stuff like that. But I also, I think as well, I'm glad that you said that God still loved you. Mm-hmm. And you knew that because I just feel like even with that, and I'm, and I'm glad that you said that on the podcast too, because, you know, all in all, beyond just this, I wanted to be known like, that nobody is rejected from the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of what they've done. And so, like, you know, even beyond, like, situations just, like, with um, you, but, like, just even people in the faith. Like, how many times do we drag people in the mud when God has forgiven them? And yeah. it's not like it's not like you stayed the same. Like, you no. repented and turned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, people will only look at you as the mark of the mistake that you made. Yep. Versus, like, rather pushing you to the place of healing yep. or pushing you to the place of comfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I as well, I would try to do things. And this goes to show, like, God just has his people marked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, to, oh, where <laughs> you, like, to where you can, just like what you said, like, you can't get caught 
I mean, you 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 were the one getting caught, or yeah. even when you didn't get caught, it was like there was this there was this block in your heart mm-hmm. of having peace, mm-hmm. or there was this block in your mind being settled because you knew, we knew, because I was dealing with that too. Yeah. We knew that it was wrong. Like, and, and, and like for me, how you were talking about with lust, I can identify that mm-hmm. as well because. Even when I was in middle school and in high school, bro, Early, bro, one of the things, and this is when I was struggling with lust, like watching pornography, mm-hmm. like having sex, doing all that stuff. Yep. And I remember there was a convicting thought in my mind that would reign all the time. And it would just be, I know I want a wife. Right. I know. Right. I, I yeah. know. I, I don't yeah. want like I don't want a girlfriend. I don't want to shack up. And mind you, this is when I was in high school. That's crazy. This is when I was a freshman in college. This is when I was in middle school. Like yeah. when sexual sin started, you know, exploding for me. I still knew in my heart that I wanted a wife. Yes. And I wanted kids. And I didn't want to live with my girlfriend or shack up. Like I didn't want to have a baby before out of wedlock. As I'm doing that, as I'm doing the things that could cause me to get there, <laughs> I still knew in my heart that I wanted a certain lifestyle for myself. And it's just the fact that God implanted that mind. Mm-hmm. Like he implanted that thought in my mind and saying like, I, I want covenant, even though I'm not, acting in it yeah. i know it's something that i desired and i i'm just like dudes around me wasn't thinking that no they were no. not like they were going no. about life chilling chilling bro when i say chilling i mean like that another thing another thing like i i, I wanted the same thing that's that's crazy like i mean i'm saying now that we had like very similar thought yeah. patterns and, and and struggles like which makes sense, bro. That's why we so, you know, we we just... We cool. We, yeah, we, we cool, clear. bro. We, we was tight from day one. So yeah. I'm like, things that happened in my life, the decisions I made, God kept me. When I say kept me... Literally. I can talk about where... Wow. Want to share that? Want to share that? Bro, I'm going to share that. Well, I can talk about um, where I actually had... Um, not just a pregnancy scare, pregnancy scare. Like I was pregnant <laughs> with a child on the way. This happened wow. two occasions, bro. And just thinking of how my life would have been set up, um, I, I did make the decision. I said, God, I, w- I will never get rid of a child that you know I, I participate in and making this baby. So I'm not gonna go, you know, against that and and just you know try to get rid of that. Um. I did have my moments like where it was a couple times where you say the plan B. I don't know if she took it or not. She didn't have the baby though. Yeah. But like there were two occasions where um, these particular women that I was dealing with at the time they were like well in. There's an airplane, but they were well <laughs> in airplane. Um, <laughs> their pregnancy. We talking about two or three months, and God stopped it. These were miscarriages. No 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 plan B, no procedures. God stopped it. Wow, and this is twice, and I, I knew the third time I will be out, yeah. and it will be set up. And I, I'm not, not to you know bash these women, but this was this was not the situation I know got yeah. set up for me. And talking about family and yeah. how I saw myself in ministry and having time, having that balance that I saw that I kind of longed for within my household. Like I had a great household and, and upbringing, but there was balance that was kind of missing. I mean, yeah. It was just you know church all week. Yeah. All day, you know, and, and then you had your regular job and things going on. So I was just like, God, can you give it to where not only I give it to my children, but my parents around um, yeah. that I can give time to them. Just bring the family together, but like be in freedom with like kingdom work and what I do. Yeah. And man, God kept me. That's mercy. <laughs> I I, that's mercy because I look at my life now and what where I could have been. been and yeah. those who were with me at the time. That actually ended up having children out of wedlock and things that, you know, and not to bash them. God still made a way for them. Yeah. But just I saw how how much harder, yeah. you know, they it had to go. The and difficulty. I, and I said, God, <laughs> you have something special for me. No yeah. matter how left out I felt, how, you know, how forgotten I felt, like what I felt like I was missing out because others could do things without, I'm, I'm assuming without conviction and, and just... Yeah. fear of the Lord I'm just like you were keeping me for a reason wow <laughs> it was the same literally bro the same for me like kept me um, like I remember I remember when I was a freshman in college 
Mm-hmm. And the Lord, when, when I when I when I turned my life to the Lord for real, like, mm-hmm. and nobody forced me to do it. Like, this was not the God of my grandmother. This was not the God of mom or dad. This was the God of Jesse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I remember He told me, the Lord told me verbatim mm-hmm. to go get tested when I was in the cafeteria. He told me to get tested for every sexual disease. Mm. And when he told me that, because when God tells you something like that, yeah. what what reason would it be? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-mm-mm. I'm sitting here thinking that he's God is telling me to do that mm-hmm. because I have something, and yep. he's trying to stop it from increasing or growing so I don't die. Like that was the fear in my in my head, and it turns out when I got tested, I was negative Bro. for everything. I think we're just going to keep going back and forth with this. I'm and, told, I was told the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and when and when I got and when I got tested, I was negative. That's yeah. when the Lord took me to the whole there's no condemnation. But it was also like the all right, don't do it again. Do not. And 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 when I did it again with that other girl that I told y'all yeah. about when I was yeah. leading intercession, he still showed me mercy. Mercy. And you know, man, like he didn't even have to do that. And I think even I know we're talking about the call of you being a musician, but I think all of this is tied into that anyway, because um, there, there there's beyond just being a musician. When you're a Christian, like when you're when you're marked by God, like there's just a level of conviction that the spirit of God will have on you. To where you cannot fit into the world, even even if you are in the world, it's just like God. And and the thing is, is the fact the thing is, is right. Like I look at the Holy Spirit convicting us because the Bible says the Spirit, no man could come to God unless the Spirit of God draws awesome. him. And so, like God is just reaching. Mm-hmm. And even there's people, you know, what I'm saying that could even be listening to this podcast. Like God is just reaching for you right. and just reaching. And it's like you keep running. And it's like, as you're running, it shows you don't want to be reached for, but it's like, he loves you so much that he just keeps reaching. You know what I'm saying? And like, there's a scripture that says your arm is not too short that you are not able to save. And so, you know, I'm just, even hearing your story, like is making me reflect on my own story. And I'm just grateful, bro. Um, I even wanted to talk about as well, because this goes into that. I wanted to talk about like as God expanded you and grew you, mm-hmm. you know, as a musician, like, um, and l- literally, I-, I guess like we could look at, even though I don't play an instrument, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, and you don't, I guess, lead intercession or mm-hmm. I haven't preached yet, but like I know that's a thing that's coming from me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like two, I guess right now we have two young men that are growing yeah. in their ministerial calls <clears throat> in different capacities and different forms, which one shows the variety of the body of Christ, but with it, things will manifest the same way, mm-hmm. but in different ways. So like for you, it could look like leaders or ministers of music wanting to connect with you mm-hmm. because they see your gift, which is the same for me. Like I've had people who I know were predators, like like try to link up with me like i'm talking like grown men like that have like been known for perversion and like hit me up and like wanted me to you know um minister with them or like connect with them and you know try to manipulate me and things of that nature and thank god nothing ever happened but um like at least for you from the perspective of a musician how do you go about you know discerning that and even like keeping your circle clean as god like expands you and elevates you in that realm well i would i would say i go about it really um you had mentioned prayer like i would say following like god's voice through your prayer um through studying the word is definitely important. Um, I'm glad you you throwing them scriptures out there to like really relate to what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it takes a relationship with God to really keep you. Um, and I, I hope you know others may want to hear differently, but I'm telling you, there's no secret to it. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. You can't get around not being in prayer, not building a relationship. And and one of the things you can kind of see with the natural eye is. Um, you already may not fit in, 
but don't follow the crowd. Don't try to follow the crowd. Don't mm-hmm. try to follow everybody's path. Um, I don't care how successful of a musician you think you're looking at. Like, I just, it didn't work the same for me, even when I tried. You know, like, I had musicians, like, that came from the same places that I did um, that went to certain places and got to play for people. And, and those people put them on to different connections and I tried to follow that, and I failed. It seemed like I failed a lot more than them. You know what I'm saying? That that may have been set up for them. So mm-hmm. I would say God has something personal for all of us. You know, depending on what, how we've been brought up or where we come from, it's just certain things that He has lined for our lives. And so you have to really go to God for identity mm-hmm. and like not wow. chasing anybody else's story, man. I'm telling you, like. Because had I, ooh, I'm getting messed up, but like had had I started earlier or had I left even my church earlier, um, I don't know where I would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was just talking earlier today about like the timing of God at hand, where he had me exactly right before I left my home church um, that I still love dearly. Yeah, I didn't like everything that went on, even, even up to the time that I left, but... Um, it was the honor that he taught me. It wow. was the respect that he taught me, the discipline, um, the silence that he taught me. Yeah, um, that's good. To, to to not speak on everything, especially if I had anger within my heart. Um, it was just everything that, um, that really brought me to a place of being humble in his sight. No matter how good I felt or what what um, I thought my worth was, and I wasn't receiving, you know, the value of what I felt I was. Like he's like, I established you, I created you, yeah. I know who you are, and so I reward you, you know. And if we get caught up in just Jesus. payments and and what people give you, you can chase, you know, a check easily. Wow. You can chase um, network uh, easily. You can you can chase notoriety and all the things that make you feel important. So I would say, man, stay far away from those things that that take you away from being humble um, and mm. really um, follow the plan that God has set for you. However he speaks to you, he will speak. You just can't step outside of you um, in a sense that, <laughs> like I said, following other people and just they can have a blueprint. God is that specific. He loves you that much. Again, we go back to love. He loves you so much that his plan is very specific for your life. And so we have to be careful. Even, even, I mean, leaders that we follow, man, get in wise counsel, counsel, I would say, um, trusted leaders, those who have the fruit to show, you know, what they walk in. Um, and, and that's a good, yeah. Like I'm, I'm serious. That's what, that's what really helped me. Those it goes back to the point of missing fellowship. Had I not, you know, had I stayed in that place and stayed around the people that I was around and the musicians that I felt like I was around that wasn't that, that good of an influence and not got into a place where I would be submitted under leadership, under people that were um, serving uh, the people and not caught up in who they were. Um, I would have never learned truly how to honor God through my gift and what I had. And then I would chase, you know, all the things I didn't need, you know. So I was really taught, you know, to, to seek that wisdom, seek that counsel. Ask for yourself the spirit of wisdom. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. I'm telling you, it, it comes with faith, though. You have yeah. to have faith in it. And and usually it's those times where you are definitely unsure. When you're unsure, push. Press yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Press into it. Um, Go go to God in it. Like, um, And stick to what he tells you. Yeah. Um, once he tells you those places where you feel uncomfortable, most likely God is telling you to go there. Like, cause I want to expand you. I want you to fully trust me. Don't, don't try to stay in this comfortable place. You know, yeah. I know this place because that gets you in trouble too. You, you become familiar with everything around you and it's yeah. just like, you know, oh, this feels right. And, and it's not the thing for you. Yeah. So I like, I'll go back to just the people that, you know, suggested me to leave. Um, when they felt like everything that I was doing um within where where I was at at the time they're like bro like why are you still there and I just my response even even if I fully didn't feel it and I, I was just feeling disappointed and saying it I was like God has not told me to leave yet wow <laughs> I, I could stay with it. I just knew for one one was my heart and it like where my heart was I did not honor the place I was at anymore 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what am I going to carry? You know, if I don't, if I don't work on it now, wherever I go, is this thing still going to, you know, is this going to follow me? Yeah. You know, would I recognize who's really for me? Um, what I what I trust in what God has for me, uh, or the love that people have for me, and and would I receive that if I'm still working on dishonor, um, and just moving on? Like I I, I found myself at a place where I really had to stand on what God told me, and it Jesus. felt lonely. Yeah, <laughs> it felt lonely. I was like God, everybody's telling me differently. You are, you are preaching. <laughs> so what do you? So what do you? You know what do you do with that? You know, like you have to trust God. And, and and I started in that place. I said, well, I don't know the exact date or time, but I know for now I will align my heart with you. Whatever you have to, uh, me to do here, I will do until this time. The time I left, like I can fast forward through, you know, just how I left. And it, it wasn't the prettiest, but, you know, to God be the glory for where I'm at now. Wow. <laughs> I didn't have to bounce around. I didn't have to search and, and Google every church in, in within the DMV. I <laughs> I followed the voice of the Lord, and, yeah. he, and he sent me to Noah. He sent me under um, Prophet Jordan. Like he he sent me, and and it was just so clear, so much clarity. Yeah. On the other side of all that doubt, you know, yeah. all those things that you you face and you you fight with, the word of the Lord is always going to be true. It's no always going to it's always yeah. going to be clear. He's going to make sense of. And everything that literally, and I, I share with a couple of people at, at the church now, but like everything that I see within the web is literally, um, it's like, it's, it's, it's like I'm reliving everything that I've, I've been through almost. Mm. Like I'm seeing the reprocessing because I, I came to a church that was thriving in the time that I was yeah. coming up. And so I'm seeing God literally lift, you know. Our church up. We have we have a young, lot of young people, a lot, um, yeah. a lot of energy, like a lot of um, things going, and, and a lot of growth that's happening. Literally, I'm yeah. just like I'm seeing it, like really, with with the pure hearts and, and and the clean hands coming up, and I'm just like God, whoa! Like he's blowing. Now he's blowing my mind. Because yeah, all the things I thought I was wasting my time in. He's like I work outside of that. What you what do you know? So what was the rush? Wow, and, and, and what is going to be your delay? What, what was you gonna, the rush? You know, like one thing he gave me definitely moving on to like you know the transition into another ministry. He was like, "How you wait determines how long you're going to wait. How you wait is wow. going to determine how long that you're is going so to wait." Good. So it's like in the waiting process, you know, are are you are you at peace? Are you working on contentment? Are you um, working on humbleness are you are you working on love for one another? are you working on honor like all these things that you know that is just so like good. as you as I got have you in this cave are you getting direction are you listening to instruction because we we because we haven't moved on we think that we're not progressing you know but God has literally haven't had me at a place where he's just like he's molding me <laughs> and for the next you know and had I been premature and and just you know gone my way I don't know. I would have messed up everything he had said, you know. So, you know, I would say just 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 moving God's time. Wow. You know A yeah. couple things as you were talking. Um, first thing, the Lord has told me plenty of times when like I look at my life and try to compare it to other people's mm-hmm. like progression. I'm sorry. He would say movement does not equate to progression. Mhm. And that what it is is like in life we see so many people moving, and we think movement and motion equates to progression. Yep. Not so. Mm-hmm. Second thing, when you were talking, the scripture that I heard, or one of the scriptures that I heard was "Pride cometh before the fall." Third thing, another scripture that I heard was "Promotion does not come from the east or the west, <laughs> but it comes from God. from God." Fourth thing. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. <laughs> and 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 I, I'm I'm realizing it, bro. Like it's very admirable, even how you like how you went about that journey. Mm-hmm. Like with honor, like how many people are like literally like I've I've said this before. I think because this was in my last. I believe this was in my last. Uh, podcast um, or my two podcasts ago, I was talking about authority and submission. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually comes out today. It's out now. It's been out. It's six thirty-five, so it's been out for thirty-five minutes because it dropped at six. Listen up, y'all. Listen up. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but I, I've told, I've said it, and I will strongly believe it, bro. Yeah. I believe that dishonor leads to poverty. Oh, definitely. It leads to not just financial poverty, but relational poverty. I believe dishonor leads to um, directional poverty, mm-hmm. emotional and mental poverty. <laughs> I believe that dishonor is a blockage to your future. And I believe that because of where you are now, like, and the fact that you're able to prosper and growing in music now and like opportunities, bro, like it's the fact that you honored that's what got you there. And then like like even the fact that like you were asking the Lord for wisdom, like that's literally scriptural. Like mm-hmm. when you say, God, I don't know what I need to do in this moment. Can you show me? Yeah. And like I've I've learned as well, bro. You could even tell me if you feel the same way. There have been times where people have asked me to minister or have asked to connect to me, and I've had to say no. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, for me, it's been more than I've had to say yes. Absolutely. Um, And it's sad because you would think in the body of Christ, because we all profess the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. if we're asked to minister or if we're asked to go and move in our gift, like there shouldn't really be any reservations from the Holy Spirit or from anything because if it's like if we all serve jesus and we're pure and like or you know there may be times where like it wasn't the right timing but honestly speaking like there have been times where i've talked to prophet jordan and he told me that he would allow me to do certain things like it's not like he would shut me down and says like hey you know like he believes that in this time for me like you know if i if if it's if it's god you know what i'm saying and somebody wants me to you know go forth then like so be it but a lot of times that it wasn't even a lot of times why i said no it was it had nothing to do with god's timing Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this plane again this plane came at the wrong timing the wrong time yeah i got yeah they've been coming at the wrong time yeah but um the reasons why i said no um were not because of timing yeah it it wasn't like you said it wasn't because i wasn't prepared Mm -hmm. to minister it wasn't because i wasn't out at the capacity or because i didn't have the anointing or anything Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. It was because the Lord was like the source that is trying to connect to you is not pure. It's not pure. Um, and and so I've had to say no to a lot of things. I've had to delete a lot of messages. I've had to leave a lot of DMs on red. Doesn't feel right. And, <laughs> it and, and it's like to the point where you know you see a young guy who zealous, energetic. Mm-hmm gifted has charisma whatever i'm not perfect Mm -hmm. um or you see another young guy that can play the keys very very well smooth cat obviously knows how to facilitate a service like beyond him being skillful he has the anointing so people recognize it and they see the flow Mm -hmm. and it's like i want that i want to i want us to connect i want us to move forward and go forth in something and i think sometimes i even had to ask myself like okay so like what is the agenda of me being reached out to like agenda is is it because people will you know see that i'm doing something and it will attract numbers Mm -hmm. or um even if so like was there ever a time where me i was building up personal ambition for myself and god had to check that and be like Mm -hmm. hey Son, you gotta sit down a little bit, like because mm-hmm. if not, you you you're gonna allow pride to have a foothold in your life, and you have to you can't let that happen, um, because regardless of how gifted we are, God is the one that gave us these gifts, mm-hmm. and we're just stewards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I you know I've just learned with regards to connecting to people, and even like people recognizing the gift, just a level of wisdom and a level of being careful that you have to walk in bro yes you do because as you grow like and and it's so sad because it's like sometimes you're just like dang i just love god Mm -hmm. like i'm just doing this because he blessed me to do it yeah and that's all that it is like that's all i want but i realized that that's not everybody's agenda Mm -hmm. so but i wanted to just first things first is we're about to end um i'm about to ask one more question but all in all like I really just wanted to do this talk because I wanted to just allow the people of God to hear the thoughts of a musician. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I feel like we may have to do another one. Um, oh, yeah. I'm down. Because the next, uh, yeah, I won't say what it's going to be about, but I feel like we have to do another one. Um, but I wanted you guys to get into the mind of a musician. You know what I'm saying? Because especially not just, um, like I said, not just a preacher, but like anybody who's gifted, sometimes we could really just overlook the person because Mm -hmm. we are so attentive to their gift 
So um, I guess my last question, Ron, would be, mm -hmm. bro, like, what do you feel like musicians now in this day and age, like, with what you've seen with the gospel industry, with, you know, church culture, regardless of the denomination or whatever, like, and being in the realm of, you know, music, what do you feel like musicians are really in need of right now in this season? Man, I would say, man, um, I would say they're, they're in need of guidance and balance um, and wisdom in that just somebody to instruct them that it will instruct them through life mm. um, and help them um, to go through life because it goes back to what I said earlier it's like you know you can have the skills you can uh, have the chords you can you can even have the sensitivity and awareness of where you're at and, and carry the service but then at the end of the day man I see a lot of musicians that can do all those things but don't have any balance in life mm. I'm talking about the practical things you don't pay bills on time <laughs> you don't you know what I'm saying no this is real life yeah. you, you, you don't groom yourself right you know what I'm saying? You don't take care of yourself. So you made you literally made life about just music. And that's what it is. It's just like, but you become a hoarder on a lot of other things. You just let power up and build up. So I just see balance, the lack of balance in musicians' lives. Mm. Um, which it it, it kind of keeps them at a level with just like I'm you're just another musician, like and, and skilled in what you do, but then it becomes a, a place that what do you provide for what you serve, um, where you serve or what you do? Um, where does it go outside of that? You know, are you just helping yourself? You know, are you just doing what you are paid to do and that's it? Or, I mean, is it in your heart to really give more than what you're giving? Um, and it's not just about you. Like, I've, I've got to place it on me to like, like I said, um, you talked about just, just seeing yourself married and with a family and just that community around you, I'm like, how would you do that without balance? You know, like the gift is not just going to take care of your family and that's it. You know, yeah. you need, you need wisdom in how you're going to carry yourself. And yeah. so I, I, I just, I pray for every musician out there that leadership comes into your life. Um, mentors, if you don't have father figures, man, that just that father, father figure coming in your life and even female musicians, you know, I'm, I'm not too familiar with that, you know, what they go through, but I'm sure there's similarities. But specifically for the young men out there, like find someone that can definitely take you in and, and give you balance and, and give you share that wisdom with you um, to set yourself up. Like I know many musicians that don't even have health care. Mm. You know, like certain things like that. I mean, you'd be surprised what we lack in, but we have all the skill in the world, you know, wow. um, from from that to just, you know, certain character flaws that we, we carry as musicians. Again, my skill, your skill doesn't shouldn't just like speak for you. You know, I, I'm on this certain caliber so I can just talk and do what I want, you know, and and you find out like you, you become in that place of you're walking in poverty because of how you carry yourself you you you're just like you're only able to reach where you're at um and you you don't you stop expanding at a certain level because you don't work on your social skills your communication and how you speak to to others and how you deal and handle your business you don't know business um you spend every dime you get i know musicians like from cash app to cash in your in your hand to checks like you spend every dime you got. There's no, yeah. you know, so I'm just seeing the whole, so like, I feel like, you know, that's, that's what I see as the biggest problem. Mm. It's just lack of balance. Yeah. Um, and, and just mentorship through life and like get with those who really love you for you. Um, and not just for what you can do. Wow. Like just like pure, genuine love. Do your homies that you play with, do your band members check on you? You know what I'm saying? Do they pray for you? Like, do they 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 pick you up as brothers? You know, through things that you go through. Do y'all have real conversation? Even like this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you have this type of conversation? Don't let the, allow the enemy to lock you up um, behind the instrument. Wow! You know, like, because he'll do it. He loves it. He loves when you just like your words are just notes. Wow! <laughs> Floating and and they float away from you, and you bless somebody, and you walk away defeated. 
He loves it. So I would say have more conversations about what you're going through um, and step outside the box. Don't don't just get comfortable where you're at because it pays well and it feels good and vibes good. Like, man, I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's much more out here for you. And so the only way you, you can get there is if you um, you grow and you mature and and you have some breakthrough, some some real deliverance and healing through the things that you may have gone through. Um, whether it be, you know, any place that you play at or other churches like this, this hurt that you carry, you know, this, this depression that you carry, you know, like we, this stress that you carry, there's a lot of things that go unheard, unseen because of the gift. Um, and I just find it important to open up, um, and don't be bound, um, by, by anything just because of what you could do. Um, and that that you find that's just going to be acceptable. Like anybody's going to accept me because of how I sound. It's not you know you don't have to you don't have to live that life. Mm. You don't. I see the difference in my life. Wow. Because I opened up. You know because I, I truly allowed God to deal with me, not um, to tear down all pride, or even envy and jealousy of anybody else. Like I allowed Him to 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 just wash me clean. Yeah. And he's still doing it. Still he's still, doing I'm it. still not there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just like when you allow that certain type of transparency and, and vulnerability, um, you, you'll grow. You'll grow. You'll get that sound that you, you long for. Um, you'll get that confidence in what God wants you to do. Like when when like you don't, you're not feeling you having a lot of off days and just like you feel like you could have gave more it, usually that's that's just something missing within yourself like you know you're waiting for that next level but it's literally something that you have to let go that's why you know you carry too much baggage you know what I'm saying so hey bro we definitely gonna have to do this again cause I mean there's a whole nother part I just feel like there's so much more that um we could talk about but yeah. it, we're at an hour and six minutes um mm. but bro i appreciate you for being on here for real um for having me, bro. yeah and i hope this really blessed somebody um i'm grateful that we were able to just be raw and transparent about just not just us being you know not just ron being a musician or me being you know a young uh minister or podcast host or whatever have you will but like just two young men that the lord has brought a mighty long way you know what i'm saying um and so I just really hope that this encouraged y'all and that you guys have once again heard and felt the heart of a musician in the body of Christ. Um, but I'm going to definitely bring them back. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm glad that you all enjoyed it. And I will see you all on the next episode. What up, y'all? I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to another episode of the Christ Convo podcast. If you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at Jesse Prada, J-E-S-S-E-P-R-O-D-A. Thank you for listening. I hope you received something and stay tuned for the next. See y'all soon.